days ago I received an email from St. Louis City SC that was inviting us to an intimate happy hour event and Q&A with our fearless leader, President and CEO Carolyn Kindle, and a few other special guests. Um, unfortunately, I was unable to make it. I had to work, but Christina was able to go instead. And we have not talked about this yet. So I'm hearing all this for the first time. Uh, so how, how was it yesterday? Like, tell me, tell me, Tell me everything, because I know you took some notes. Yeah, so it was a happy hour event. There was food, uh, drinks. We were at the Brew uh, Pub, so in the northeast section of the stadium. And it was, you know, a good-sized group of people. Um, but mainly, um, we were just hanging out and just kind of, like, feeding off the hype from our win against Austin a few days before. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so that was fun. We got to see a lot of people that uh, we already know and meet some new people. So that was cool. And then we had an opportunity to, um, there was like a soft Q&A. Um, so there was, you know, uh, an MC and they asked Carolyn Kendall and the sporting director for St. Louis City uh, boots, and so we were able to kind of hear uh, from them, and then there was an opportunity for people in the crowd to ask questions themselves, um, and so it was awesome. Um, I, you could definitely feel the energy carrying over from our win, and I think that people were really excited for an opportunity to hear, you know, from our fearless leader, Carolyn, and then um, also hear more about the match and just your thoughts and also, you know, what we should expect from the upcoming match this Saturday. So that was, that was really awesome. And I was really thankful to be a part of it. Um, I wish that you were there though. I know. I am so jealous. Like, I was out of town last Thursday through Sunday, and I definitely was thinking the entire time, oh, I wish I could be there on Monday. And of course it wasn't meant to be, but I'm glad that you got to have the experience. Yeah. So um, I know that we had kind of discussed some questions that if you got, if you had gotten like picked to ask them, you would have asked. Um, what were some of the more interesting questions that people asked and what did you hear from them? Like, what were the answers? Yeah, so a couple questions. Um, one was somebody started it off by asking Carolyn if she would march in with us on Saturday. To which she responded saying, you know, it's funny that you think I am in charge of my schedule. <laughs> um, which was funny. And so she said that it wasn't a no, but she's not in charge of her schedule. So she couldn't just give, you know, a definite yes. 
So that might be something we could look forward to on Saturday. Um, on yeah. Saturday. And so that was, you know, one piece. And then, um, and, and before, uh, because some of the questions are building off of questions that were asked during the soft Q and A, uh, between the MC and Carolyn and Boots, but, um, the, where we were at the brew pub, uh, you can see a giant mural and then there's, it, it says the Hellcat. And so that is an honor or she commemorated her grandfather, Jack, who, uh, was in the Navy, a Navy veteran, and the plane that he flew was called the Hellcat. And so they had, uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And they introduced the, the artist. Um, his name is Killer Napkins. He created the mural and it was amazing. Um, so she took a, a large segment of, you know, opening it up by talking about her grandfather and how when they were kids, they would, you know, ask him a lot of questions about his time in the military. And um, I think it was just really special for her to be able to commemorate him and to dedicate uh, that space of the stadium to her grandfather. You know, I really like that because it's not like we have like a mascot necessarily, but wouldn't mm -hmm. that be a fun informal name, the Hellcats? Yeah. yeah. And so it would, it, it continued on throughout the night. It was like a trend, like, the Hellcats. <laughs> Ted bringing that in and then also bringing her, her grandfather in. And so at one point, someone asked her if she and her family, if Jack had played soccer. And they were using football and soccer interchangeably. And then they were making note of the fact they were using football or soccer. Like, it was, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, but they asked if he had played. And she responded, she was like, no, he didn't play soccer. Her family, they played sports like golf, uh, field hockey, and tennis. And she said, and I thought this was really interesting and cool, especially with, you know, the focus of our podcast. Basically, she said it's never too late to get into the sport. Um, and that she's, and this is paraphrasing, um, but that she was really happy to kind of come into this experience, not knowing a lot about the sport. Like she's not coming into this with, you know, this long history of being involved, like in the soccer world, um, the way we might assume and be intimidated by, which I thought was really, was really special, uh, especially, you know, sitting there and thinking to myself a lot of times, I feel like I don't belong in like these circles because I don't know the whole, you know, all rules, you know, I can't describe or explain off the offside call. Same. <laughs> um, and so that was, that was really cool. And so that was one of the, one of the questions and one of her responses, which I really, I loved that. That's really good. Yeah. Um, another thing, is she was asked about um you know what was most unexpected about owning a team um to which she responded you know the passion that people have for the sport um that is just unmatched and uh learning the sport of soccer which is what i already touched on but she said that you know Lewis has been teaching actually teaching her about what it is and it was nice not knowing it all because she got to learn it from him and then um 
she kind of broke off to say, uh, you know, that she wanted to make a point of saying um, that we need to take care of each other and that we need to, uh, like, if we need anything, like make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, taking care of each other because um, they're counting on the supporter groups to be the party starters, to, like, keep the energy going. And Lutz even said at the beginning that we're essentially the 12th player on the team and that um, they, they really do rely and count on us to keep the energy going um, all the way to, you know, the 90th minute. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, which, yeah, it was really cool. Um, but a lot of the questions I felt like, from there, and, and they didn't really all happen at once, that it was interchangeable between Luke and Carolyn. You know, people were asking him questions about the match, about Austin and about, um, you know, what was exciting for him about starting this team and the challenges and things like that. So that was also really cool um, to just kind of learn about what, went into making those decisions and what they're excited about and i thought it was really funny because he was saying that um that he wanted us to be like the team to be as aggressive as a hellcat and so that trend kept going like when they when people come in you know other teams fly into st louis like they see the arch and he wanted them to like basically be um, intimidated. He, he called it basically the gateway to hell or of intimidation. So he wants teams to feel a sense of dread when they fly in and see the arch. And that's kind of our... I've got goosebumps. I don't know yeah. if I'm cold or just because of what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so that was, that was definitely... Um, I don't know. I think like people are really building off of that energy um, and the excitement for the match on Saturday because a lot of things will be different going from an away match to a home match. Like the energy is going to be so different. And I, one person did ask like what what she thought when she walked into this is Carolyn when she walked into the match for Austin, like when she saw all of their supporters and like how they were supporting their team and their energy. But um, she said that basically <laughs> uh, it seemed like she could only focus on our our supporters. And, and so I thought that was really special. Um, her mom walked in and she was like, there are people wearing our shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so she said the first thing she thought was, there, you know, our people are here. Uh, she saw the supporters first, and then she looked around and she said, and she said, holy green, like, <laughs> because the lights were green and everything was green. If you're watching it on, you know, Apple TV, there was a point where I was watching and I was like, is something wrong with the TV? Like, everything and everyone is green. But that was just the lights. Yeah. In the stadium. And so that was, you know, a really funny kind of, you know, anecdote from the uh, the Q&A with Carolyn. And then just kind of following up with it's been years in the making. 
Uh, we're going to have a lot of ups and downs. And there is a, you know, want and a desire to be the best supporter section. Um, and then to quote her, she said, we will run circles around them. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> like as time goes on. Yeah. Like, we're going to like grow and, and you know, do better. Um, and then uh, there was a question about, you know, there are a lot of Hispanic and European uh, supporters and they all have, they actually have a supporters group and they will call it Santos. And um, they wanted to know how the club will be more inclusive, like with their content and media coverage. And so um, I'm blanking on his last name, but Pete, as one of the content developers, uh, he was there and he said, you know, they're working on the main website. It's going to have multiple languages. They plan to have Spanish content, and um, then Carolyn kind of chimed in and said that, you know, they're planning to have a City Moves focus group for the Hispanic uh, group and population, so um, that was another piece. And then I feel like I'm bouncing, like, it seems like I'm going from one thing to another, but that is, is that's exactly what it was like, yeah, how I experienced it, like, some people were really focused on the supporters group and some people were focused on the club and like the inner workings there. And then some people were just heavily focused on like, what are we going to do to win? Yeah. <laughs> and something I liked is someone did ask, you know, like what rivalries do we expect? And, you know, we had a podcast about rivalries. Yeah, we did. And um, Luke responded. He said he had to be careful. You know, because you can't just start growing off teams. <laughs> um, or at least that's why I assume that he said that. But um, he initially said Sporting KC, which we already knew. The obvious because, one. Yeah. I mean, he said that, you know, obviously those that are closest to us uh, are so going to be like the Chicago. To Chicago Fire. He said we, you know, we'll have to start looking for rivalries because we're kind of alone in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of mentioned Cincy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he said that, you know, they want to they wanna hunt for teams where there's, like, those older, experienced players that are coming through to MLS, you know, from maybe EPL or wherever, uh, these other professional leagues, and he wants to kind of, like, challenge them. Um yeah, and so uh, that was that was fun because we had been talking about that um, a lot. Um, he did mention that you know the Austin match we didn't have a lot of possession. I think it was like forty percent for us and sixty, like it was something like that. It was pretty uh, drastic, you know, percentage differential, but. He said that it, it it's very clear that the possession doesn't indicate that like winning and losing that they played through and even when they were tired, um, you know, in that seventy fifth minute when they get tired, like they were they were able to like push through and keep fighting like a Hellcat and and bring in a win. So that was that was cool. But he, he said that when we see them at home, um, because when we're going there we're kind of playing against their uh you know, against their formation, against we're we're playing against uh you know their strategies when we come home like they're kind of coming to ours and so mm. he said that 
Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of high blocking, organized chaos. That's what you're going to see at home games is kind of pressing. <laughs> um, and then he said, you know, we don't need 80% of the possession to win. Um, which we kind of we kind of saw that with the World Cup too, where there were teams that had like twenty five percent possession that would still win, and they were still winning. And so it's obvious, like we can we can see that. And um, another thing that he mentioned is, you know, we're not a dump and chase like four five one strategy. Uh, so he's not going to compare us to New York. Um, that he hopes to control the ball in the air and maintain uh, to create opportunities and pressure the opponents on the ball. And then, like I said, but Jeff typed it out faster than me. It's organized chaos is the theme. So we don't need to have great possession stats to outshoot our opponents, um, which I, I'm excited to see what that looks like in action because I was listening to it and I'm like, mm, I can I kind of get it, you know, with just like a little bit of common sense, you can kind of see it uh, or kind of understand, but I want to see that. In, I think I need to see it play. because like you're you're kind of saying things but I don't know how that all goes together because I'm not I'm yeah. not in tune with these words like right. I don't know I don't know what it means really I can't I can assume that like controlling it in the air is like when it's right. in the air they want to be in the right places to get it back but I don't know what that looks like because I haven't been around long enough to understand what he's actually saying right yeah well, and how how would you even do that? Yeah. Like, are you just going to try to be in the right place at the right time? Like what, what strategies can you actually put in place to ensure that you are in control yeah. and that even if you're not maintaining like the possession in the majority, like, how are you, how can you still leverage that and like come through? And I saw, you know, that we won, but I didn't see the, the strategy and the place behind that. I just saw that we were running and that when the ball came, we had control of it and then we ran and then we scored a goal. Yeah, pretty much, you know. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm hoping, like, through the season that, like, as they're explaining those things and, and as I'm, like, watching it, like, I can actually understand, like, why they're doing what they're doing yeah. and how, you know, either we can improve or, you know, what needs to be done and not just be there and, you know, like, oh, they have the ball. Right. And that's right. <laughs> yeah. Was, was there anything else that you wanted to mention about last night? Um, I'm going to see. I think there was one more piece, but let me just make sure. Um, oh, the hardest part, someone asked him, like, what was the hardest part about, like, building the team or just the hardest part of, you know, his experience and his roots. But he just said that, you know, it wasn't easy that they went from scratch and got their own academy. So a lot of our players or our players are homegrown and um, there's homegrown talent, which gives young kids in the region an opportunity to, you know, learn and advance. And um, there's a lot of sustainability. We want to be successful for a very long time. And as they say, uh, in Europe, like soccer is coming home, and then everybody says soccer is coming home on Saturday, and that was really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the big piece they touched on, you know, um, Miguel, and that he's, you know, he's only 17 years old, and he, they recruited him, and he's just been like 
he has so much potential and they're really excited to see what he's going to do this season. And so that's somebody that we can all be looking out for. Um, and it, it's just a testament to what he said that yeah. we, we support and want sustainability. And we also support, you know, our homegrown talent and, and helping, you know, kids coming through the academy and, too. And I also thought, and this is the very last thing I'm going to say, I thought something that was funny is he he started off like in the very beginning talking about how, um, you know, we're the 12th man and on the team and when things are not going well, that's when we need to. And then he, he kind of mentioned, you know, our city two match against Bayer Levin-Houston. <laughs> and he said, you know, we lost, but they played in the Champions League and we were city two. So... <laughs> Don't be too hard on yourself. Like the fact that they were able to accomplish what they did was awesome. So, um, yeah, I was really thankful for the opportunity to be there. This Saturday will be uh, City's first ever home match against Charlotte FC. Um, which is really exciting. There's going to be, um, you know, a watch party happening at, you know, several different locations. If you want to find one, uh, you can go to the city app or website and then kind of direct you to where all those things might be happening. If you don't have tickets and you're not coming, you know, to the actual match. Um, but aside from that, uh, there will be a block party. <laughs> And I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be at Schlafly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's just so much to look forward to. I feel like it's Christmas or a holiday, a really special holiday. It feels like it. I've been excited for this for a while for now. Well. Yeah. 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 It. I mean, I remember when we went to see the City 2 match um, where – we got to be introduced to the stadium and kind of got a taste of what it was going to be like on match day. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just so excited. Except, you know, it won't be as frigidly cold this time. Hopefully fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I shouldn't say stuff like that. Right. Because that's going to curse us. But yeah. right now it looks like it's supposed to be 52 degrees with a low yeah. of 34. So we should be fine. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. And when we're all huddled together in the stadium, we won't feel that 52. Now, whenever it was, you know, frigidly cold, I had basically five different, like, heating packs. <laughs> Whatever those things are called. Hot hands. <laughs> I put them in my shoes and then I had them in my gloves. I had them everywhere. Um, they saved my life because it was terrible. But yeah thankfully we do not have to deal with that um yeah i mean the energy is going to be insane and so i'm looking forward to it i've never been to like uh I i've never had this experience before because like i've only ever been to one mls match and it, you know i wasn't like i was invested at all in any way right. and i still had a great time so i can't imagine what this is going to be like um, I'm looking forward to seeing people that I've met and that I like and, um, going early and partying a little bit and then just having the best time. 
did you when you went so you went and you saw uh cincinnati right mm -hmm. did you march in with them no so this will be your first ever marching into the stadium with the supporters group i get to do that yeah like i last time it happened like from schlafly and we walked all the way down to the stadium and we walked in together and then we uh they had it roped off like when i did the tour they showed us they had it roped off so that you know we were kind of separated from people who are just kind of meandering and getting food and so we'll be walking and then we will break off and go through two different doorways into the stadium and be just screaming our heads off and be prepared to not have a voice the next day okay anyway it's, it's a very inclusive thing like anyone can can jump in on it um they're not regulating it okay uh so or at least to my knowledge i mean i'm thinking st louis fc where you know we walked from one side of the parking lot to soccer park um but it's, it's gonna be really cool okay I mean, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I actually did have a question for you because I, I saw a word online that I didn't know what it was. Uh -huh. What the heck is a TIFO? Oh, a TIFO. Yeah. So um, I I don't have like an extensive background, you know, as to how it came to be a, a soccer tradition. But essentially, it's like a huge tapestry, like huge. And it's going to come down like over our section. But basically, like, People have been working on it for I don't know how long, but you basically like it's art. I think we was it you that we saw it on the sidelines at like a um at like an EPL match, or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Well anyway, yeah, it's just basically a huge sign. And I don't know what it's gonna look like or what it's gonna say, but it basically comes down, like drapes down, and then it'll go back up, you know, because you have to be able to see them. The soccer match but then you'll also get to see um jimmy big flags and his giant flag and other people will probably be waving a giant flag there will be you know loud like drums and so you get to see the you know the, the people who are you know banging on the drums and making you know noise and chants and yeah it's gonna be be rowdy. <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's gonna be a new experience. <laughs> yeah, and I think people who are coming in new have a little bit of an advantage because whenever I started going to the FC matches, and like I said in the podcast before, I was really intimidated because I'm not like that's just not something that I feel super comfortable doing. Right, I feel kind of awkward, but. Um, there's going to be so many people that yeah. chanting, like, basically, if you're not chanting, you're going to look like the odd person. Yeah. And if you are chanting, so just go with it, like, let loose and. Yeah. Just on a larger scale. Yeah. So, okay. And the team, I think that the team feeds off that energy. Yeah. And so let's just bring it on. If you see us on Saturday, either before or during the match or afterwards, feel free to say hi. Both Christina and I will be there. As always, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, let us know.